God bless Highlight, Ty. God bless Highlight, Nathan. Oh, man. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. And we have a doozy for you. We've been gone for a while, but for good reason. Listeners of the show know I traveled myself across country to Miami to go to the Chris Cody Highlight Match event. And let me tell you, it was worth it, people. Nathan, I was texting you privately just how amazed and impressed I was by your dedication, not only to this show, but Cyclonation, which I got mm-hmm. to admit, I was a little skeptical of at first. I was like, you know, what is this sport? What are we doing here? Chris Cody, can we really get behind something he's doing? He's kind of got the oafish character thing going on. How, how serious is this? But no. After, after hearing your correspondence from out there, this is real, folks. We're in this now. We are high life mm. people. We are living the high life. That's right. And I'm, I'm sporting the Magic City Casino high life hat uh, that I picked up for free at the game, which was just absolutely electric. And let me tell you, having stood by the owner of the Sesta Cyclones, he is fully invested in this team, in their success. And what's just great about it too is uh, the little things. They even have like a banner up in the corner that's like Levitard Show graphics. And it's just Chris Cody in a white suit with the hat. And it's like the owner is in the house or something like that. So just these, you know, the Levitard Show is, is there. They're infecting it. And it was awesome to be at the event. Chris uh, Cody hooked me up with the owner's suite. Uh, and I met like everybody on the show except for Stu Gotts and Billy Gill. Shocking that um, Stu Gotts didn't actually show up to that, by the way. Yeah, just, I mean, big shocker there that he wasn't there. I heard he had, you know, a lacrosse mitzvah or something going on. He really wanted to be there, though, from buddy. That. Yeah. Next time, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, but before the game, me and Chris Cody were DMing, and he told me, expect sadness. But... Uh, <laughs> There was no sadness to be had. I was even surprised Colin from Sheets and Giggles was there. Show talked about it. He picked up the tab, which which really, folks, it wasn't that much because they got $3 beers there. $3 IPAs. Nice. Scream that from the rooftops. That is a selling, that is a feature, not a flaw. Of I know, even cheap, cheap nachos too, like cheap nachos. food. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it... It was great to just uh, meet everybody in the show and kind of just be a fly on the wall to see them like hanging out. And you could definitely tell like the crew has bonded from uh, their trip to Austin where they're hanging out, they're laughing, they're having a good time. I brought my rational foam finger and they were all messing around with it. They did a video with Bob. I met Bob, the guy you who's going to be on. Yeah, I met Bob, the guy who's going to be on the cover of Forbes. So wow. I was ecstatic about uh being able to meet everybody you know talk to greg cody talk to dan dan mentioned me on the show i am the levitard show's fastest listener which is now what i've branded one of my twitter accounts as and today folks we have a treat for you we are interviewing the stud the one and only mike carbio of the sesta cyclones this guy's five and O oh out there. He's tearing it up. Uh, when I got there, Chris Cody referred to him. Oh, 
he said Carballo, which if you if you're on the Twitch, they corrected that pronunciation for him. But he said Carballo's the stud of the team, and he definitely brought it to um, he definitely brought it to our interview. And uh, it's great that he even has some insights to some big name athletes that uh, be be looking for that. And of course, some insights to the Chris Cody ownership. What is that like? But before we get to that, I have a little treat here for you, Ty. Ooh, what is that, Nathan? Because this is an audio medium. What do you have right. for the people? I picked up some Magic City High Lie playing cards, the Ooh. fastest sport in the world. And we're going to open this up and see who did I get? Whose cards did I get? Flip that up for the Ooh. mic. Flip that up. Yeah. I want to hear that. You hear that? Barely. Barely? Barely. What about the tear? The tear. Let's, let's really get this tear here. Can we get some uh, highlight playing card ASMR? That get couldn't have been that? quieter. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. I'm excited. This is exciting. This is exciting, folks. We've got ourselves one Daryl Roque. Ooh, from Tennessee, height 6'4", 222. That's a large build. He's a hoss. University of Miami, go Canes. Bounced from the tourney, though. And let's see, we have Chad Barnes. Oh, CRB. CRB. Currently playing for the Chula Chargers. That's right. He played college football at Virginia Union University after graduating from the University of Miami. Ah, up in my neck Little, of the woods. Uh, All right. right. Ooh, we have Anderluck. That's a great last name, by the way, Anderluck. That's right. And Well, I think that might be his nickname. Anderson Correa might oh. be his name, and Anderluck could be the nickname. He should legally there, change think, his last name to Anderluck. It's a great yeah. name. We got a Tennessee was the nickname for the first guy I had here, Daryl Roque. And then we have Michael Carbio. Oh, no way. We drew That's a right. Carbio. Yep. On the inaugural he, episode of all times. And his nickname on there is Carbio. So they didn't listen to the interview folks for what his teammates call him. Right. So let's go ahead and let's jump into that interview with uh, Carbio right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the pleasure of introducing you today to the man that Chris Cody referred to as the stud of the Sesta Cyclones, undefeated in singles play, 5 and 0, oh, carrying your clones to first place in the uh, Magic City Highlight League. Um, we have Michael Carbio. What's going on, guys? Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me on. I'm pumped to uh, get this podcast going. We are excited. We've been, Ty and myself have been talking about starting a little God Bless Highlight podcast. You are the first person from the league that we have talked to. I've had the pleasure of meeting you in person when I came for the Cody game, traveled cross country to experience highlight in person and as you can tell by my hat i am hooked ty has been watching it on the twitch feed as well yeah yes, i mean sir. 
how about that speed of play, guys? I mean, how how fast the ball's traveling, the intensity, the the rallies. Electric and even more, even more electric when you're there in person with a group of people. It is an absolute must with great uh, cheap concessions as well. Three dollar High Lie IPA beer, delicious. Pars pairs nicely with a good uh, heated match of High Lie. So I'm coming at this from a different angle. I've only ever watched it on Twitch. I haven't had the live experience, but. Um, in watching it on Twitch, the, uh, the commentators, especially Polly, he's, uh, he's likened it to watching hockey. Whereas if you're watching hockey on TV, it's a completely different game than watching it in person. It's way faster in person. And I think that might be, uh, the truth here because when I've been watching on Twitch, I don't know if it's just like the camera angles they've got going on, but I'm like, this doesn't look all that tough. It doesn't look all that fast, but, uh, I am, I suspect I'm pretty off base on that one. Yeah, a lot of people underestimate the, uh, the the difficulty of catching a ball and throwing it, but there's actually there's two parts to to highlight. There's catching and then throwing it. So when you catch it, it's not just about catching it. You got to catch it smoothly and flush because there's there's a call in the sport called a bobble, where essentially if if the if the if the referee sees the ball bounce in your basket, that's it. Points dead. The next player uh, or the opponent gets the point. So, and then with the throwing, it's not just about throwing it and hitting a wall and there has to be a a strategy and accuracy. So there's different shots in the game where you you can make it tough on your opponent to get the ball. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, what I'm curious is like, what, what is your athletic background and what brought you to the sport of high lie? Yeah. So, um, a little bit about myself. I'm a, I'd say I've been playing sports my entire life. Uh, my father played football for Bobby Bowden, uh, Florida State Seminoles. Um, so how did I get started in Highlight? Uh, actually, I, my story is a little different from everybody else's. I was actually one of the few guys who, who I read an article in the Miami Herald sports section. All right. And it was an article highlighting how Magic City Casino was making, uh, was bringing Highlight back and how the season was starting in two weeks. So I just cold called to the casino. <laughs> And then Scott answered the phone, Scott Savin's the, the uh-huh. owner. And he goes, all right, great, man. But like, why are you calling me? And who the hell are you? Right. <laughs> and essentially I was selling myself over the phone and I told him, Hey man, listen, you probably think I'm a Joe blow, but guess what? I'm a Joe blows of all Joe blows. Let me pass by. Let me show you how I could throw move and cash. And I guarantee you, you will not regret it. So long story short, I show up. I didn't even know how to tie the cesta on my hand. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, I had Scott tied on my hand went went into court. And essentially, I was a natural. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, I can I can already see the Mark Wahlberg adapted version where, uh, you know, it is your rags to riches story with you played by Mark Wahlberg. Call it Invincible Two, maybe. Yeah, you know what? I have something better. So actually during the day, um, so nine to five, I actually, I have like a job. I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. financial advisor. And then on the weekends and in the evenings, I play pro highlights. So I think of it as like, you know, Bruce Wayne, you're in a suit and tie, managing oh, nice. capital and investing for a living, uh, not only for myself, but for my, for my clients. And then at night, you know, I'm like the, the highlight vigilante. I put on a different suit, <laughs> become, a, become a different person. And actually on the court, I have a, I have a nickname. And my nickname is uh, Teggy. T-E-G-U-I. And 
I know I've seen, I've seen you guys uh, around the court a couple times, but uh, uh, people who have been in the program for the past four or five years, they know that once I cross between those white lines, like there is, and again, I'm, I'm quoting what they say. There's a, there's a different look in my eyes. There's a different demeanor and, uh, um, you know, swagger. I've got Absolutely. two. I've got two questions, Mike. Um, first off, what does Teggy mean? Like, does that stand for something? What is that? And then two, um, you brought this upon yourself, but I'm going to need you to do your to uh, do your best Batman impersonation, if you don't mind. Oh man! By the way, have you guys seen that new Batman? No, I haven't not seen yet. It. <laughs> Dude, uh, Rob Pattinson killed it. Crushed it. No, my the yeah. vampire the the Twilight guy cannot crush Batman. No, no, he did, he did, he did. I refuse. You don't hate. I am, I am a, I am a Robert Pattinson stan. No, I don't need to. Absolutely, absolutely. That guy, that guy can, that guy can act, man. All right, I know we're getting off topic here, but uh, <laughs> you guys, if you guys haven't seen Batman yet, go watch it. It's freaking unbelievable. But um, so what was the first question? Uh, what does your nickname mean? Nickname. So, uh, for people who don't know our story at, at Magic City Casino, um, essentially we were we tried to do something that had never been done before, which means uh, training American highlight players to play professionally. Before the sport, and even to this day, most of the uh, the world class athletes and highlight players they come from northern Spain, which is the Basque country, and southern France, which is like Biarritz, etc um so as an american uh it's one of those things that it's almost like a power struggle you know sometimes we we um you know the americans don't get respect for playing the sport because it's not really uh home homegrown but anyways teggy is uh is a suffix in the basque language so essentially i was just trying to fit in and create like a, a persona on the court started off as a joke uh and then for whatever reason it got some legs and teggy's like my that's my alter ego all right, and then the second question, I need you to do a Batman impersonation, but something along the lines of, like, not so much, I'm Batman, but I want to hear you say in Batman's voice, I'm Teggy. I'm Teggy. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Soy Teggy. <laughs> Adding the Spanish. Check this out. Actually, I have, I have a friend. This is a funny story. Um, one of my, uh, my white boy friends from Baltimore and doesn't speak a lick of Spanish and he loves going to Colombia and he loves telling the, the Colombian girls that, uh, but he says it, he, he, this is what he tells them. He tells them soy Batman. <laughs> and apparently they eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but soy means like I'm Batman. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I guess that. And, it, and this guy has like a blonde, like blonde beard, red hair. I don't know. I just had to say that because he, he's going to be watching. Mm -hmm. So shout out, uh, shout out to, uh, to Kenny. How did that work for Kenny? How how there's got to be something else to that because that line on its own, there's no way that's a winner, dude. It, for whatever reason, man, I actually had like a ninety percent hit rate. <laughs> <laughs> so can we confirm here officially that uh, Colombian women love Batman, even if it's not Batman, they love the idea of Batman. It's it's the optics, man. The optics, the perception. They don't know. They don't know if he was real, if he was serious or not. Fantastic. I don't think we're going to get a better revelation from this podcast. And we are maybe like five, 10 minutes into this. This is going swimmingly. Nathan, back to you. So uh, one thing that they mention a lot, if you watch the games, is that the the battle court games is like a, a different style of highlight. So I'm wondering if you could tell 
some of our fans like how is the how is the battle court games a, a different style of highlight what's different about it yeah so battle court is more think of it as like mano y mano head to head just like tennis it's either singles 1v1 or doubles 2v2 traditionally highlight is played in something called paramutuals which is just it's a kind of a fancy word for a round robin where you have eight guys and then it's almost like a snake so uh, the first player plays the second player. That winner plays uh, the third player. And the person who lost there goes to the end of the line. So that keeps on going until someone gets to uh, seven points. Oh, wow. Now, in that style of play, I mean, think about it. You know, let's say you're, let's say I'm playing against you. You're wearing a number one jersey and I'm number two. You beat me. Okay, I got to go to the back of the line. So that, that's, it's almost like, like baseball. So I used to play professional baseball and think, it's um you know when things aren't going your way you got you got to sit down you're thinking about it you know it's almost like getting uh getting ice as a kicker you know there, there's no momentum anytime you're off that court it's probably uh it's probably not a good thing so all right yeah that's i mean very different because the way that you guys have it set up yeah it's like it is it's kind of like tennis where now there's there's points and there's you know sets and a match that you know you're you're playing till it's over versus, um, yeah, like, you know, you could, so it sounds like they would play to seven and, you know, you could beat like the first five guys, get five points, but then the sixth guy comes, knocks you out and you've got to wait till you come back around to start getting those points again. Right. And in, in that style of play, the paramutuals, the round Robin, once everybody has been up once points double the second oh, time around. Wow. So that's one of those that's things that like it, it's happened to every highlight player where you could you could be playing lights out the first round and then some guy could just come by in the second round and win uh you know win a couple points and then take the game mm -hmm. so is that good or bad you know it, it has its pros and cons but um in head-to-head -head battle court it's it's almost like football where you know you, you make a bad play okay um you know, you're down a point or two but you, you could come back you could come right back the next point and make it up yeah, yeah, and I, and then in battle court, there's a lot of rhythm and momentum and energy, where you could feel it, you could feel it, and you know, when you, and like basketball too, where you know you go on like a, a ten point run, you know that's something that you can't manufacture, you know. And oh, other I mean, and you could. I remember. I mean, Manny's comeback from the Sunday when everyone was there. I think definitely you could feel the energy when I think he was down like four one and came back and managed to win. And then in that last, in the last doubles, I think it was maybe even down like five one and you guys came back to win like six, five. That was like, you know, once you guys completed that comeback, like we, people were just ah, chanting, going like, go cones, you know, right, and that's why, that and stuff. that's why it's so important when, when you guys are in the stands, you know, not only Chris, but then Chris and the, and, and the posse, you know, all yeah. you guys, Ty, Nathan, and even my buddies. Like I tell my buddies, listen, if you're gonna bet, just show up, right? It's free admission. If you want to bet, bet. If you don't, that's fine too. Just, just booze. You know, you could booze. It's three dollar uh, highlight beers. Uh, it, mm -hmm. It's really, it's a win win for everybody. But uh, especially when we have when we have a clone nation out there, I, I know when I play, uh, I feed off all that, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is something that Chris talks about where. You know, it's really about accountability and, and making sure you're doing your job and, and executing where, you know, I don't want to let anybody down. I, mm -hmm. I want to let myself down. I want Chris down, uh, the fans, and even obviously my, 
the guys that I'm playing next to. Yeah. So, so you bring up an interesting point, and I want to. I'm really curious about this. What has Chris's influence been since taking over as owner? Like, what has he tangibly done? Um, to, I guess, like boost morale? Has he changed anything? Is he hands-on, hands-off? Like, what is he doing exactly? Because right now it seems like it's a lot of show. He's showing up looking like um, the doctor from Jurassic Park. It's like, all right, what is, what is happening here? So, Mike, can you can you tell us what exactly yeah. Chris is doing? Yeah, uh, quick, quick, but before I answer that question, can, uh, can we cuss here or is this PG? Oh, absolutely. Let it fly. Yeah. Listen, man, Chris, it's been like a B12 injection in the ass. All right, straight up energy. <laughs> all right, what this guy was able to, um, I mean, from day one, man, this guy just, he, he brought an energy to the table that it, it was contagious. You know, I know as soon as I met him, I was like, man, like we, we got someone on, someone that A, believed in us because we were actually, for the people who, who are watching and, and listening in, so there's four, is it four? There's either four or five uh, battle court teams. All right. All four of those teams were purchased by other owners and we were the last ones. People wrote us off. All right. Because um, we, we kind of have like a we have a couple of veterans. Right. Where if you, if you look at the stat sheet, they're kind of up there in age. But these guys have miles like an experience on them. Manny, Manu, um, even Jedin. Jedin's um, former Super Bowl champ, you know, with the Colts played with Peyton Manning. Uh, so. You, know, you, you look at the, the stat box and go, all right, these guys are old. You know, they may not be able to make it throughout the season. Uh, so we we actually went, uh, we didn't have an owner for for a portion of the of, of the season. And then Chris comes in and, you know, it, we didn't want to let him down. And then, well, fortunately for us right now, we're actually playing hot highlight. And we're, we're I think we've done like two sweeps and, you know, it looks like we're, we're going to, we're going to make a run at the title this year. Yeah, four, I think two sweeps and four straight uh, that you guys have come away with more points in your uh, matchup. And almost, you guys almost swept, I think it was like 4-1 and then it was 3-2 this last Sunday. Um, I was watching uh, when you guys played the Rebote Renegades and I noticed uh, it felt like for me when you were playing Robin. Uh, so I was watching on the app. I couldn't watch it live because I'm West Coast but I'd skip ahead 15 seconds. And I would notice when Robin was serving, I'd have to skip ahead, like after the play was dead, skip ahead 15 seconds. Robin still hadn't served. Skip ahead 15 seconds. Okay, now he's serving. Then you're serving. I skip ahead 15 seconds. Oh, like plays already started. Like is speed of play something that you consider? Do you try to play at like a faster pace to tire some of your opponents out? Yeah, I'm I'm a big pace guy. Um, I like dictating the pace. Uh, again, I'm a baseball guy. Um, so I guess in baseball terms for the baseball fans out there, um, you know, it's, it's the pitcher's job to disrupt the timing of the hitter. Same thing in highlight, right? It just depends. But in highlight, if, you know, if you win, you continue possession of the ball, right? So again, there's some people who like to slow it down. Some people like to increase the pace. I like putting that pressure on and, almost like it being like a gauntlet where listen, as soon as one points over, let's go baby. Mm-hmm. And plus I'm probably, I take pretty good, uh, pre- take pretty good care of myself as far as stamina and conditioning and all that. So I know physically I'm able to, to tolerate, um, the exhaust because it is exhausting, man. And when, when there's, when there's money on the line and, you know, again, jackpot prizes of $25,000 and up, uh, yeah. you know, each point is precious. Absolutely. Um, in that match, it looked 
to me, it looked like Robin was maybe a little bit more crafty with the pelota, but you just you just wore him down over time to where that final uh, set, like he, it just seemed like he was gassed. But that that brings me to my next question: who's who's the craftiest with the Sesta out there? Craftiest? We have a couple, man. We have some. We have some. Uh, we call it playing with like a knife in your mouth in the court, where these guys are just <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. Uh, where there, there's some guys who that that Sesta, it, it's like a magic wand. You know, wherever they want to put it, they put that ball and they're they're cutting like a surgeon out there. I mean, some of the guys who come to mind uh, on our team, Manu, that guy can put the ball. You, you tell him to, uh, you put a, a piece of tape on the front wall, and you put him 20, 50, 50 yards out, and he'll he'll hit it. Mm-hmm. Insane. Um, from the other guys, you have you have Douglas, you have Gocheri. Um, th- those guys come to mind. Now, Mike, have you heard the have you heard the uh, argument that a player cannot be crafty if they're not left-handed? And I believe that's a fun fact about um, highlight is that everyone has to be right-handed because you can't throw um, like you can't put the cesta on your left hand. So, is it possible for a player to be crafty if everyone's throwing with the right hand? Yeah, it just depends on your skill set. The, the sport does come up particularly more easier to left-hand players uh, because. Okay, yeah, the Cessna's on your right hand and you're throwing with your with your right hand. But when you're doing because there's a there's like two or three different throws you could do on the left side where you have a reverse and then you have something it's something that you call a costado where you throw it over your right shoulder. Anyways, those two throws that I that I mentioned that are done on the left side of your body, you're pushing with your left hand. So imagine that's like a rubber band effect. That's like a cannon. So some of the lefties on our uh, do we have any? I'm not sure if we have any lefties on on our team, but uh, two lefties that come to mind on the roster are um, Ben, and I think is he? Yeah, he's he's on the Renegades and uh, Gochari. Those guys throw the they, they throw the the piss out of the ball. Excuse my French. <laughs> like they're because they're throwing in highlight. They're throwing fast and they're throwing hard. All right, I. I from what I hear, I throw fast, but then like you have some guys who just throw hard where it's coming, it's coming at you like, like a train, like a bullet. And even like when the ball's approaching you, there's, there's this certain, you know, whiff in the air where it's like, this thing is being smoked at me. So that that's, that's why typically it's easier for left-hand players. And then you have Anderluck. So Anderluck's a lefty, but for whatever reason, his, 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 his uh, reverse, he doesn't have too much power, but guess what? His right side which typically if you're a lefty, your right side ain't, ain't too strong. His right side is unbelievable. So again, you have, everybody has, has their strengths and weaknesses. I'm a righty. So, but then in baseball, I used to, um, I used to switch it. So I'm able, I'm pretty balanced across the board. So, uh, you mentioned, uh, Chris Cody being like a shot of energy for the team. What is, what's the most inspiring thing that Chris Cody has said to the Sesta Cyclones? Uh, well, the, number, he, he, uh, well, there's a bunch of things. I think the, the first thing that comes to mind is like, listen, man, like I want to be a champion. All right. This year is about, it, it's either let's win the ship or this is a bust number one. And then number two, he, he quotes, uh, um, Vincent Lombardi. He goes, Hey, winning isn't a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. How do you, how do you not run through the, how, how do you not run through the fucking wall for that guy? You know? <laughs> Because Absolutely. because he's dressed like the the doctor in Jurassic Park. That's how. Yeah. 
But listen, the man, owner guy, in Jurassic Park. So unfortunately, Chris, unfortunately, Chris can't suit up, and we can't we can't put him on on the court with us, right? <laughs> but I mean, you know, a guy that wants it that that bad, and he's sitting in the suites, you know, looking, you know, uh, cheering us on with his uh, with his crew. You know, that, that's why that's why we're we're fighting, man. We're fighting for him and for each other. So I have a I have a very important question here, because you know. I think like most most of us here, we're relatively new to this, so we're trying to you know pick out the players, who's who, what's what. Uh, the Cyclones. Who would you say is your biggest rival as a team, and then who is your individual rival? Like who is the biggest punk player that you're like, oh, I can't wait to kick this person's ass. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, man, the points uh, scoreboard aside, right? You know, because right now there's four or five teams. And there's some teams at the at the bottom. We're, we're obviously at the top. Yeah, the, the teams are pretty balanced. You know, as far as rivals, there's each player, each team is, is balanced pretty well. You have some of the the elite guys. You have some of the guys who who are um, not as strong but can still play the game of highlight. It's it's tough. You know, it, what, what I like to tell my friends and and even the fans at home. You know, the, the, don't keep the scoreboard as a proxy as to how good or bad a team is, you know, everybody, everybody has their days, everybody has their seasons. Um, every, every, every week that we go to play one of these teams, whether it's the Renegades, uh, the wall warriors, the Chula chargers, you know, it, they're not going to just, uh, you know, bend over and just give us the game. Mike, that was a very polished answer, but it did not answer the question. I want no, that listen. real shit. Mike, who no. do you love to beat more than anyone? Uh, I like winning, baby. I don't care who's next. I, I'm not going to throw any names out there. I, I like winning. We and, want and names, Mike. We want names. Give no, us no one. Names. Give us give us one name. No names, man. Listen, ah, man. back in your everyone, baseball days, in your baseball everyone, days, was there anybody in your baseball days that you were like, can't wait to just slap a homer off of this guy right here? Nah, man. Uh, I'm one of those guys where I play the the classy, elegant, gentleman gentleman's approach. Mm-hmm. Where you know, especially when you're carrying around that negativity and, and anguish towards like someone, yeah, you know, it's it's really just about comp- you go out there and compete. You know, there's nothing personal. You just want to go out there and win and uh, take home some money for for your team and for your family back home. Which is more disrespectful, a bat flip in baseball or a cesta flip in high lie? Uh, what do you mean by Cesta flip? What do you mean? Like you, you rip it off and you just fling it up in the air after hitting like the, the walk off point. Yeah. 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 Um, do, do, do. Well, actually in baseball now, bat flips are, are acceptable. Yeah. In, in the years past, you know, that's, you flip that bat, you're, you're getting a heater, you know, <laughs> high and tight near your chin, little chin music, you know, maybe a little, maybe a little fastball in the ribs, but, uh, what's more disrespectful. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Have you ever seen a Cesta flip? No, but I'll tell you right now, I'm actually guilty of. Um, I haven't done this this year because I'm I'm trying to be more level headed. But I, I remember last year. Um, <laughs> it's bad to say, but it's funny. I, I was having like a bad stretch where I just I couldn't do anything right, and um, I'm in the middle of the court and I just take off my uh, my Cesta. And I don't know if you guys know for the for the fans at home. So you have that basket, which actually I have one right here. Oh this wow, look at this! And then this little loop right here, you you tie. It's like a little belt that you tie on your hands, a rope. And 
we call this walking the dog. And every now and then, like when a player's, you'll see someone bring it out where, okay, you lose a point, you take your Cesta off and you're just carrying the rope and then you're just, and the Cesta is just being dragged on the floor. We call that walking the dog. That's not good. You don't want to be walking the dog. Um, yeah. And then what else? Uh, every now and then, like when I'm pissed, I'll, we have, we have like a little cage when you enter the court, I'll leave like just the basket on top of the cage, <laughs> which is, which is the equivalent of like, just like throwing your bat, like after striking out, not cool, <laughs> not cool. So, um, this year I've been focusing on, you know, doing things the right way and not get, and actually when you do all that, you get fined. So it may be funny in, in the clubhouse and, you know, we're all like, um, you know, away from the court joking about it and it's funny but like it does hurt your pocket when you're doing that type of stuff <laughs> all right so i've got a little uh game here for you that's to help uh fans get to know you it's called carbio or carbine wait carbino <laughs> there we go carbio nathan, nathan, nathan try or... that again you got this you got okay, this here we go here we go got a little game here for you it's called carbio or carbino so it's I'm gonna neither. ask you. It's neither. It's called bar, car ball star. Car ball star. <laughs> car ball star or 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 listen, my my I have a bunch of nicknames from back in the day. I had boys used to call me uh complex carbs, uh carbzilla. But yeah, that you know. Mm-hmm. Carball, no, definitely not. So I'm gonna ask you some questions. If it's you. Carbio, that's your answer. If you're like, no, that's not me. Carbio, no, 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 no. So, first question: pineapple on pizza? Absolutely. So, so that would be so a. It's carbio. That's a carbio. Yes. Using another man's cesta, carbio or carbio? No? Carbio never. You never do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the, uh, the the cesta is very sacred just like in baseball like you never put your hand inside someone else's glove that's just something like you there's like uh, unwritten rules and etiquette where just can't do it wait do are there uh, unwritten rules in uh in highlight that we should know about there is and i break a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> what are some examples? bad boy yeah so like there's there's certain plays in highlight where you know, you kind of get in the way. And um, so, for instance, there's there's three walls, right? You have a front wall, back wall, and then side wall. Um, there's sometimes in doubles where the front quarter, for whatever reason, you get stuck on the inside, right? And the opponent, which is the other front quarter, grabs the ball. And then the easy shot there is to throw the two wall. So you throw it against the left wall for it to kick out away from the front quarter because the front quarter is on the wall. Um, in traditional highlight, you're supposed to concede that point, right? Where it's like, Hey, listen, you got me, throw it, get onto the next point. But me, I, I play reckless abandon where it is kind of dangerous. Cause like you're running against uh, crossfire in a way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I get a lot of crap for that where, again, when the owner says, listen, winning's not a sometimes thing. It's an all the time thing. You know, why am I going to concede a point? You, you got to fight. So that's why you see me. I'm probably one of the more explosive players. I'm, I'm scaling the wall. I'm jumping into the net. I'm diving on concrete. Um, I want to win. Getting after it. That's it, man. One speed, full speed. <laughs> Love that. 
And here's and the a little, go and, ahead. And a little check this out. And I swear to God, this is real. Every day I listen to a uh, Top Gun theme song. No, you do not. Come on. Danger now. Zone. <laughs> 1000%. Come on. 1000%. Is that, that your alarm when you wake up in the morning? That, or like, when do you listen go- to that? That gets me going in the morning. <laughs> then do you do you watch the beach volleyball scene to go to bed? No, nah, no, nah, it's a little. I'm not gonna get there. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Here's I do want to see. Um, I do want to see the new movie. It's coming out. Top yeah, it's, it's been, been uh, yeah been delayed quite a quite a bit. I know, man. People are looking forward Bruce, to it. He doesn't want to put it on streaming. Come on. Oh, Apparently, yeah. he wants uh, he wants it to be like that theatrical feeling where you can only see it in, like on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So here's the uh, next question. Biting the corners of a Hot Pocket to cool it off before eating. Carbio or Carbino? Carbino. Car- you just dive right in. If your mouth gets tore up, that's the uh, result of a Hot Pocket. You know what, man? I'm not like, I eat like a, my, my diet is clean. If, if my food isn't like, uh, as far as like the origin of the food, if it isn't, if it isn't running, walking, running, swimming, I don't eat it. I don't eat anything that comes in a bag. I like eat- or a pocket. <laughs> actually, no processed meat for you. Nah, man. Nah. And actually, the the guys in the clubhouse, like they, I'm actually, they, they make fun of me because they go, man, like seriously, like I eat like boiled eggs in between like games, and I'm I'm very uh, clean, man. You're on that TB12 mm-hmm. shit. Hmm. You're on that TB12 shit. Oh, dude, that guy. I I have some stories. It's funny you bring. I'm not even going to talk about that one. That's some. No, 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 no. Hold up. If you got TV <laughs> stories, we got to hear them. No, I can't. I don't know if it's real or not. I can't say it. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't know if it's real or not? Yeah, man. I met this one guy. He was. T- I, I'm in Miami, man. Miami is like a weird, small place. And I was hearing some like treatment remedies that he does. And it sounded out of this freaking world. But oh, the you guy, can't leave it. You can't leave us hanging there, man. You gotta, you gotta give some deets, man. I can't, I, I can't, I can't do that to Tommy, man. I can't. <laughs> maybe if he, maybe if he really hung up the cleats, and at that point, there's nothing to lose. Yeah, but since he's, since he's uh, coming out of retirement, I don't want to. I can't uh, stampede his parade, man. So maybe when he's like over and done with, and, and once he's in the hall, once he's in the hall, I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, and listen, it may be real, it may not. I don't know, but I'll say it then. All right, so we're going to go ahead and book you six years in advance, yeah. right around the time that he's inducted into the Hall of Fame. You're coming back here and you're giving us those stories, Mike. Off camera, off camera, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> oh, what if we do? What if we do the thing where it's like the investigative interview where we just like black out your face, you're just a silhouette, we disguise your voice, and then you tell us. We can do that little uh, little pseudonymity. Exactly, like Zagaki. Thank you. I like it, man. That's that's the future, by the way. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's do it. So then here's the next question. Having a couple hard Celsius with the boys after a game, Carbio or Carbino? Uh, Carbino, because let, let's uh, let's substitute the hard Celsius for High Light Beer. And the High Light Beer, of course. Got to well, hit up the sponsor there. I had to throw in the promo there. Absolutely. How about hitting on a 15 in Blackjack, Carbio or Carbino? Uh, against a seven or an up always. The discussion about LeBron being greater than Michael Jordan is over Carbio or Carbino. Mm, 
That's a tough one, man. Uh, Carbine now. It's not over. That just don't don't count out LeBron yet. He could still still get him. That guy's a freak. I, I have some stories with LeBron, by the way. Okay, we, are you going to tell us these? Yeah, this is totally fine. This okay, is totally fine. This is on Yelp. Everyone knows these. So, um, right after my pro baseball career uh, and before Highlight, um, you know, I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, and I had some opportunities with um, with some former friends that I used to play pro baseball with because we had some money saved up from from signing and all that. Um, are you guys familiar with cryotherapy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we had a cryotherapy business where we would. Uh, we partnered up with gyms, number one, and number two, we, we would haul around a cryotherapy like tank in a in a trailer. Long story short, we actually got a, a cryotherapy tank inside the gym where was LeBron? Where no, I think it was like the first or second year after uh, LeBron had left Miami, but um, he used to work out of a gym in uh, the Miami Design District called DBC Fitness. And at the time, this is when like when LeBron was training at like seven eight a.m. in the morning. And I was actually putting LeBron into the uh, into the cryotherapy machine. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. If we if yeah. we talk if we talk to you for I want to say like ten consecutive hours, I feel oh, I like you stories. would. I, I feel like stories. you would have so many stories, dude. Yeah, I got stories, and 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 here's a kicker to that story. So, have you guys done a cryo session before or no? Mm-mm. It's above our pay grade, I fear. Yeah, so yeah, it's super cold. So like, it's literally, uh, it's liquid nitrogen being frozen into gas form at like negative two fifty, negative three hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So it's cold. But guys, you go in there um, just like boxers or compression shorts, and then you wear some gloves and then some shoes. And these shoes at the time, this is way before like the Yeezys and all that, but they look like like those black sandals, speedo, you know what I'm, I'm talking about? Like there was just like some all black shoes that like, I don't even know where we got them. And I don't know. Um, so then after the session, LeBron's like, yo, can I take home these shoes? And these shoes were like, I don't even know. They were, they were like 10 bucks, right? They were super cheap, but maybe he thought that, I, I think he thought that they looked hard, right? Cause they, uh-huh. they did look different. <laughs> and then I'm like, why is LeBron asking me this? And then I go, I go, dude, if you want to fucking take him. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like an oddball question. And I was like, all right, like this guy has like a Nike shoe deal and he still wants to like, you know, he, he thought it was like fashionable and I thought that was pretty cool. See what you got to do there is you got to be like, Oh, anything for you, LeBron. But just so you know, man, my boss, he's going to give me such a hard time if I let you take these, but of course, like you can take these, but you know, anything for you, but man, I'm really going to catch it for this. And then maybe LeBron's like, you know, here's a little, little something for you for helping me get these, you know, shoes, right? That's how you got to play that. No. And it's funny because you're you're actually jogging my memory. So again, this guy has like huge, he has huge feet. I forgot what, what size shoe he wears. But those shoes, I remember we had them custom made because like that that particular fabric and that mm-hmm. style for, for the cold tank, um, they're a pain in the ass to find. And actually, I, I did get shit for giving them to him. <laughs> <laughs> so when LeBron hears this, reach out. You you owe Mike Yeah, I, I need, I need the shoes back, man. I need the shoes back. <laughs> Wait, you want the shoes back? I feel like you can do a little better than getting those shoes back now, Mike. What what do you want from LeBron? What, what could, what could you possibly 3. get back now? 
like a jersey maybe like you want some you want some actual lebrons what would you want no, from i want to i want a trip to that metaverse uh space jam game that they played down there with like russell westbrook and uh dame lillard no no no, I, no. I wanna, okay. mike yeah. mike Mike, you seem like a bit of a cinephile, so you seem like someone who really loves some some movies. So just just between you and me, I don't think LeBron's gonna hear this. Just between you and me, Space Jam Two sucked. It was dog shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm an OG, right? I'm I'm a '90s baby, so like that that OG Space Jam lights out. You know, yeah, you, you it, can't top that. It's goaded. The new one sucked though. We admit, right? Yeah, Bron, it was. Bron do better. Not, I'm with you. Not our era, you know. But but the the. But the generations below us, they love it. You know, that's that's the one that they grew up with. So, did you see yeah, that one a Razzie? He won a Razzie for that. He did. Yeah, he won a Razzie for worst performance. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> mm. And speaking what's, uh, of what's speaking, movie? what's your guys' favorite movie? I'm a I'm a big sci-fi guy, so my favorite uh movie it was inception for a long time but then uh blade runner 2049 knocked it off so i'm gonna have to go with the most recent blade runner for that one Mm. hey with inception you know there's um the initials of every actor you know the 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 name of each actor or the the name of each character in a movie that the first letter spells out a certain uh catchphrase you know what it you know what it comes out to no, uh-uh. it comes out to uh, dreams pay. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, look it up. It's pretty cool. Like, there's there's a little like I'm a big like Easter yeah. egg, uh-huh. detail oriented guy when it comes to like the arts and all that. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Who, who was the? Because that, that was the same guy who did. Uh, yeah, Tenet, Christopher right? Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was a cool little Easter egg. That when I found it, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Nathan, did you notice that uh, that Mike just Greg Cody does hit us with the fact and said, "Look it up." <laughs> no, no, I, no. Hey, but, and by the way, no, no shade. I'm just, I was just like, you know, things that that crossed my mind here on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Nathan, I feel like I can speak for both of us here. We would have you back every episode. Let's like, do you it. You are so good at this, dude. <laughs> like just being always, straight up, uh, you're so good at this. I always want. I always want to be like a. A personality, and then it, it's funny because um, the guy who drafted me, um, who, who's a mentor to this day, um, he always said he goes, "Man, like if you weren't like a, a baseball player, or a financial advisor, like in, in your first life, or even uh, if you wanted to do something else, like you should like hit Holly, Hollywood." <laughs> he he always says that to this day. <laughs> so, last uh, get to know you question uh, off of recent events in Hollywood. Slapping a man at Applebee's if he insulted your woman, Carbio or Carbino? Oh, man. Think carefully about this, Mike. There's a lot of implications to this question. Yeah, super, super. Um, I'm going to throw a little twist here. So um, if it was uh, Carbio, remember, because I have an alter ego. Carbio, definitely uh, Carbino. But if it was Teggy. (laughs) So on the highlight court, just... Macking him uh, upside the, the head with that Sesta. On, on the highlight court, uh, you know, kicking ass and taking names. But then, <laughs> you know, like, you know, the Bruce Wayne, you know, you kill him with kindness and, you know, you send him packing, you know, like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You go, hey, that was uncalled for. Let me, let me walk you this way, sir. Absolutely. So uh, before we let you go, why don't you uh, just tell fans why they need to come out this Sunday to the Cyclones uh, big match this weekend? 
Yeah, come, come check out the uh, just like the the energy in the building, you know, especially when the games are tight. And when I mean tight, so um, it's the best uh, two out of three in each set is up to six points. And I think you guys were there for our last match where I think one or two of the matches came down. It was five five. Right. Whoever whoever dropped that ball was going to lose the match. And I think uh, Chris had a video on on his Twitter where you I, even you guys, Nate, I, I think I saw you like up on the rail, yeah. like jumping. And, oh, like, yeah. I know. I jumped. I jumped on that last one for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got I mean, Colin, the CEO of Sheets and Giggles, high five and everybody and place was going wild on that final point. Yeah. Listen, come come and see the the speed and the excitement of the sport. You know, it, it's honestly as a I played baseball my whole life. I don't know how I played baseball for so long. You know, you know, there's there's very little downtime in between points. The games are over before you know it. You know, um, come check us out, guys. You know, we, we love to, to have more people um, in the stands. We definitely deserve it. You know, we, we've been working hard. Absolutely. Uh, on a tear. Yeah, man. I mean, opening day is around the corner uh, for, for the Marlins. You know, I, I would love uh, someday to, you know, to be playing Highline in front of like, you know, 15, 20,000 people, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and that can't happen without an audience, you know, and that's, and that's the importance of uh, Chris where, you know, and that's why we're doing this here, right? We're trying to get some more eyeballs, you know, and bring some, uh, some attention and shine some light on, you know, what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. God bless Highline. Am I right? God bless. God bless. God bless. Thanks for, join- Thanks for joining us, Mike. Nathan Ty, appreciate it, guys. See you next week. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Later, guys. Wow, Ty, what what an episode with uh, Carbio. That guy really brought it. I can't wait to have him back every single week. I love that guy. He is phenomenal. We really got to get the details on that Tom Brady workout regimen, though. He he left us hanging there. We're gonna have to pull that out of him over time. There's some good scoop there. We're going to get it out of him. And I and I suspect he has more uh, famous athlete stories as well, just given his, like, mm-hmm. cryotherapy and just... The man's got stories you can tell just by looking at him, by his energy. He's got stuff to tell him. We're going to pull it out of him. Yeah, and speaking of, you know, other exclusives to pull out of people, people that follow me on Twitter know I got to stop by the studio. I was in Miami in the studio and let me tell you, Ty, I have some Nathan Minima Miami exclusives to share about the show. Some some nummies. Nathan, before we get into that, where can the people find you on Twitter? You can follow me at either One Opportunity or Shave Stop. I am Cyclone Nation or the Dan Lebetard's fastest listener. I also have eight other Twitter accounts, though. Burner accounts. That so waiting for use. people to identify those, by the yeah. way. I think we have a contest where if you identify all 10, you get free merchandise. I believe it was like a hat or a mug or yeah. a shirt from Which we World don't actually have yet, but no one's no one's discovered it yet. So it's all good. Yeah. I've laid a, I did lay some breadcrumbs out there. I could Ooh. I could lay some more breadcrumbs out there for you people. But let's get to these but, nimmies. This is very exciting, folks. Yeah. We're about to get some exclusive content from our own Nathan Menema. So, but here's the thing, Ty, I was sworn to secrecy that like, if I went in the studio that I couldn't really like talk that much about what I saw. So the thing is like, I don't want this to get back to the show that I'm giving away these exclusives. So 
what what I'm what I'm gonna do is I think if I whisper it, then it's just between me and you, and the show won't know. So I got to go in the studio in the Clevelander, right? And we walk in, and there's this there's this door uh, that you take up through the through the bar, and on the stairs you see there's the stairs where Mike is sitting. And I went up into the studio, and I got to see, I got to see where Dan and Stu sit. I got to see the shipping container. I got to see the the uh, kitchen. I got to see the what used to be the highly questionable uh, studio. And what I saw was they still have sound shitty the studio where they recorded. The big game, they still have that set up. But now, that studio is Bob's office. Hey, then that's, yeah, yeah. Are you saying that let's go to Bob Bob is working in Sound Shitty? The guy who's gonna be on the cover of Forbes, his office is made out of cardboard boxes. How can that be? He's a future millionaire. That's how Bob rolls. I've met Bob and I can say that's on brand for Bob. He's just an everyman who's about to be rich. Absolutely. And he's a big time Cyclone fan. Big time Cyclone fan. He was was there. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your first... Nami. Wow. Nathan Minimum Miami exclusive. Wow. Folks... What can you even say about a scoop like that? I mean, that's good. I mean, I didn't hear anything personally because Nathan, I don't think you violated any sort of NDA yeah. or anything like that. If you were talking, I couldn't hear you. My my volume wasn't up high enough. I don't even know if you're. I think your mic may have been muted. I don't know, um, but I'm sure whatever you were saying was great. Um, wow, that's some scoop. That's some you, good stuff. you look speechless. I I, I mean I am I. I don't know what to do with that information that you definitely did not just share with our audience. Yeah. I kept it between us. That's just between me and you, Ty. So I figured I'd whisper so you could hear it, but not the audience. And I don't, we don't, don't let this get back to the show, Ty. Like, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not recording right now. I'm going to be in some hot water. If the show finds out that I'm revealing these things. I remember, um, one time Chris Cody came on this show. And he revealed something. And then someone got mad at him for it. It may or may not have been Mike Ryan. So we don't want a repeat of that. This has been... <laughs> you were actually too low. I couldn't even... It was like you were muted out. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this has been your first episode of God Bless Highlight. God Bless Highlight, Ty. God bless Highlight, Nathan. (laughs) 